Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Flesh in the scriptures. Couple of things I want to talk about before we start the new study. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through these studies, as we go through the book of Yahusha, the flesh person known as Yahusha. We use the scriptures 1998 translation. Last time we ended the study and we had mentioned there's a difference between the flesh journey and the spiritual journey. The flesh journey, which is what Yahusha that brought them, finished bringing them out of the wilderness, the children of Israel, and brought them into the promised land, the physical land of Israel on earth. Yahusha was showing us and does show us and does teach us about the flesh journey. And we saw, just before we ended the last study, that they did two things. One was, once they arrived in the promised land, they were circumcised. The males were circumcised. A lot of blood. So that was their blood. The blood of the foreskins. The hill of foreskins. And so that was a flesh example of changing who they were, an outward sign. And then you had the bread. The bread they used was no longer the bread that Yahuwah had provided for them, that they had didn't have the spiritual bread they now had and partook of the bread 
flesh bread of the land. So this is a flesh journey. And we're going to, as we have through the whole book of Yahusha, look at the flesh journey. And I find it amazing that we just started a new series on talk show called The Journey. But the journey on talk show is a spiritual journey. And there is a difference between a spiritual journey and the flesh journey. The spiritual journey is the one we're supposed to be on as believers and followers of Yahusha, Messiah. But the flesh journey is for those that follow the flesh. They're not connected spiritually to Yahuwah or Yahusha. They're connected to the flesh. I want us to read about the flesh journey. Let's find out about this. So turn to Yahusha chapter 5 and we're going to be picking it up in verse 11. We're going to look at the bread of the land in this study of flesh Israel. The flesh journey. So let's read it. Verse 11 says, And they ate of the stored grain of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened bread and roasted grain on this same day. Verse 12, And the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the stored grain of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. The main thing to see here in the blessing of Yahuwah is while in the desert for 40 years they could not provide for themselves and Yahuwah Elohim provided what they needed as long as they followed his path or stayed in the way with him meaning follow what and how and where he told them to go in the flesh. It's amazing what we're going to see here about the flesh journey. So the first place we're going to go or the next place we're going to go 
is in, as you would call it, um, numbers. Turn to Bimidba, chapter 9, verse 18, or Numbers, chapter 9, verse 18 with me. At the command of Yahuwah, the children of Israel departed, and at the command of Yahuwah, they camped. They remained camped as long as the cloud dwelt above the dwelling place. Even when the cloud lingered many days above the dwelling place, the children of Israel guarded the charge of Yahuwah and did not depart. So, through the wilderness, they followed his directions. He was a literal presence in the form of a cloud that he showed them in the flesh. And they followed his directions. So, when the cloud was there in the dwelling place, they camped. When the cloud moved and went forward or whichever way it went, they picked up camp and they followed until the cloud stopped again. So in the flesh journey, they needed to see flesh, actually something of this world that they could relate to, to follow and, and, you know, do what that flesh thing told them to do. In this case, it happened to be the cloud, which is what he did. He, the Yahuwah, what he did was he hid his essence in a cloud. And so they followed his directions and he provided for them while they followed his directions. And I want you to see, now you're going to go to um, Nehemiah, and uh, that's in the back of the New Test of the Old Testament here. And I want you to go there and look at um, Nehemiah chapter 9. And let's look at verse 21. And what does it say? And for 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked not. Their garments did not wear out. And their feet did not swell. So... For 40 years, he provided for them all. Not only, um, you know, the food, the manna and the meat, but also their garments. Their garments didn't wear out. The sandals on their feet didn't wear out. Their feet didn't swell from, you know, walking so much. See, he provided for, for them for 40 years. That's 
the flesh journey. Let's go to back uh, to the beginning of the books and go to this time um, Debarim, which of course is Deuteronomy, and go to chapter 8. And go to verse 1. Guard to do every command which I command you today, that you might live and shall increase and go in and shall possess the land of which Yahuwah swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that Yahuwah your Elohim led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, prove you to know what is in your heart, whether you guard his commands or not. So we see here the flesh journey that he had made a promise and the reason for the test was well the reason why they had to go through the wilderness and go through what they went through is to test them to see what was really what they were really gonna do when given free will see they had free will just like Adam had free will and Adam failed the test now Israel is a whole nation of people and they have free will and he was going to test them. They weren't going to be tested like Adam who had everything. You know, he was given possession of the animals and the garden and everything in it and he had everything. He was like a king from the flesh perspective. And he failed the test. But they were a special nation to Yahuwah. And he wasn't going to give them, you know, because they were used to Mitzrayim and, you know, in, in Egypt and stuff. The pharaohs live like kings and stuff like that and, you know, that kind of thing. That That's no test. The test would be to accept things of a very low degree. Something to eat, place to live, meaning some place to sleep, clothes, and water, and that's it nothing else and so he was testing them but as we read and go back now to Yahusha chapter 5 but as we read in chapter 5 verses 11 through 12 that once they chose to provide for themselves he stopped providing for all their needs. So it was a test during the wilderness. And hey, you know, there's nothing around here. We can't provide for ourselves. We can't go to the local market. 
You understand? But once they passed over and got into Gilgal, they chose, that was their free will, and they ate of the stored grain of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened bread and roasted grain on this same day. They chose to stop having him provide for them spiritually. And that's what manna was. It was spiritually provided for the flesh body. So yes, the Father spiritually provides for the flesh body. If you're following the flesh journey. And we see in verse 12, it says, And the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the stored grain of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Kenan that year. So, once they chose to stop eating what he was providing for them spiritually in the flesh, he stopped providing for all their needs that he had taken care of during the 40 years. Now this is the flesh journey and I'm going to keep saying that because you have to realize which journey as a believer you're actually on. We'll get into that at some point. Now, just because he stopped providing spiritually their flesh food, that didn't mean he didn't bless them, because he did. Oh yeah. These two verses show us that if you're not able to provide for yourself at all, the Father will take care of you as long as you are following the path he has laid out for you. So remember, we read all that in, the, in Numbers and Nehemiah and Deuteronomy. The cloud went, they went. The cloud stopped, they stopped for 40 years. So they were following the flesh path through the wilderness. And so they followed him. They did what he said. And he provided for them in the flesh. These are flesh provisions. And for those connected to the flesh world and following the path, he provides flesh blessings. You understand? As believers, this applies to us in the flesh. Absolutely. The key is to understand as a believer, we must be following our shepherd. So, which means follow your shepherd means to believe, you know, be on be a, have the gift of faith in Yahusha.
Chapter 5, verse 11. I want you to read it again. What does it say? And they ate of the stored grain of the land on the morrow after the Passover. Unleavened bread and roasted grain on this same day. So, what is it telling us? There was stored grain on the land where they set up camp after crossing the Yarden River. So, go back now. Hold your place there in chapter 5. Go back to chapter uh, 4, 19. So, I want you to read that verse with me. And the people came up from the Yarden on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Yeroho. So they arrived and camped in Gilgal on the tenth day of the first month. That's four days before Passover. Remember that. So then now, go back to chapter 5 and verse 10. And the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and performed the Passover on the 14th day of the month at evening on the desert plains of Yeroho. So they had crossed over the Yarden. They were now in the promised land. It was four days later. They had been there for four days. They kept the Passover. So, an interesting point to see here is that from the 10th day to the 14th day, Yahuwah was still feeding them with manna. Yes. But as we see in verse 12, when they were provided flesh food and they used it, that it was then that Yahuwah stopped providing them spiritual food. Let's read verse 12 again. And the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the stored grain of the land. So, you see, verse 12 tells us something important about people who dwell with flesh thinking. Are you on a spiritual journey or are you on a flesh journey? Okay. There was food in the land, but Yahuwah had not told them to partake of the food stored in the land. He was still providing their food from heaven. So so if he had stopped providing the food from heaven, the manna and the quail and stuff that they were eating, once they passed over the Yarden River, that, guess what? Then it would be a clue. Oh, he's not providing. Oh, there's no manna today. Well, 
there's food here, so he de- he's telling us to eat the food of the land we're in. But that did not occur. See, he continued to provide for them. They were thinking in the flesh. It was a test. Yahuwah always tests us. Whether it's a spiritual test or a flesh test, it depends. But there is a test. Will they continue with my spiritual food or will they go back to eating flesh food again? They chose the flesh as, of course, flesh-minded people that they were. And as flesh-minded people will choose. So if you're carnally thinking as a believer, you're an enemy to Elohim. You are his enemy. Thinking in the flesh, carnally thinking instead of spiritually thinking, you are an enemy. Why? Because he can't use you spiritually. You're just like the rest of the people of the world. Once they had chosen the flesh food that was available that um, they didn't need Yahuwah anymore, that was, you know, Okay. He provided for us for 40 years, took care of us. We didn't have no worries, nothing to, you know, to worry about. We had the food, we had the water, the clothes were good, everything taken care of. But now we're crossing over into the promised land. There's flesh food here. And guess what? We don't need you anymore, you know, to provide for us. Because, hey, we got this flesh food. So my question to you, brethren, have you turned your back on the spiritual food you were given access to and partaking of carnal food? And like I said, while I'm doing this series here in Yahusha or Israel in the flesh, I'm going to bring in spiritual stuff connected to us at certain points. And this is one of those points. Because, brethren... You're either walking a flesh journey or a spiritual one. So, spiritual food, let's find out what the difference between the two is. Spiritual food is food that provides and feeds your soul. You spiritually mature from spiritual food. Carnal food is food that provides and feeds your flesh. You feel 
good. See the difference? Flesh food, carnal food, can never, ever, ever spiritually mature a believer's soul. You cannot grow spiritually by eating some, you know, chicken <laughs> or, or drinking some milk. Sorry, not possible. So that's the difference. So are you getting spiritual food so you can spiritually grow? Or are you now back on flesh food and not growing spiritually? Now they chose the flesh over the spiritual. An interesting thing in a question, I want you to understand something here and this is very important and this is why those people out there, the brethren, the believers are on the kicks they're on. So here's the question. So Israel, once they had access to flesh carnal food that was in the land, they chose that over their spiritual food that Yahuwah had been providing for 40 years. The question is, did that make Yahuwah mad at them? No. No. You see, he knows the way humans are. We know that because he was still blessing them with flesh blessings. So he didn't. It was just a test. Okay. Are you going to continue with me and my food? Or are you going to pick the carnal food that I have here in this land given you? through other people. They didn't put the stuff in the, in storage. You see, when you choose, brethren, flesh over spiritual, you make things hard on yourself. See, that's the part people don't understand that are part of the kingdom. The, call, the called out. You understand? I want you, you can hold your place there in Yahusha, but I want you to go to the gift of Yah, the gift of Yah, and I want you to look with me at chapter 11. The gift of Yah, chapter 11, which is um, Matith Yahu for those that speak that or Matthew so chapter 11 verse 28 Yahusha speaking spiritually come to me all you who are who labor and are burdened and I shall give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn 
from me. And I, for I am meek and humble in heart. And you shall find rest for your beings or souls. For my yoke is gentle and my burden is light. So, we see in these verses, brethren, I shall give you rest. How? Learn from me. Join with me. Be on the same journey, spiritual journey, that I was on while living in the flesh. An interesting thing. You will find intermission for your souls, a place of relaxing. Joining with me is useful because I will provide what you need. You do not have to provide for your soul anymore. What you will be required to do spiritually is very small. What you will be required to do is very small. That's what those verses are saying in the languages. See, as believers, we have to show up to do the works of the kingdom. We gotta, we gotta be there. We gotta provide, you know, go. I'm gonna do it. Um, bring our body, flesh body. We, that's pretty small, you know, price to pay, right? <laughs> show up. Be available. But guess what this is saying? These verses. We don't have to use our human effort, our human intelligence, our human memory, or even our human spirit or anything connected to the flesh at all to do the works of the kingdom. We have to show up and provide our human body as a vessel to be used to do the works of the kingdom. The words and actions will be coming from the Spirit through us. So, have you ever thought about that? Yahusha, when he was walking the earth, right? To do the works of the kingdom that he was, the mission that he was on, the things that he was teaching, the journey that he was showing us, he was showing us. He just showed up. He just went where the Father sent him. He talked to the people that the Father told him to talk to, meaning he provided his body and his mouth as a tool for the Father to speak through. He had the Logos and the Spirit of Yahuwah in him, and he allowed that to speak through him. He didn't do the speaking. 
the father did. Let us look at this in the flesh like Israel was. So you understand there's a difference if you're on the flesh journey as a believer or on the spiritual journey like Yahusha showed us. We have a perfect example. Let's go to Bereshith, which is Genesis, chapter 2. We talked about that for a little while. For a little, uh, mentioned that. Chapter 2, verse 7. Let's go over there and find out about Adam. So chapter 2, verse 7. What does it say? And Yahuwah Elohim formed the man out of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils breath of life. And the man became a living being. So, what happened here? Adam was formed out of the dirt in the area. This was not a part of the garden of Eden, by the way, who was outside the garden. So a form, you know, the father, Yahuwah, Elohim, formed a being out of the dirt. And Elohim brought this clay being to life, became a living soul. So what was the next thing? So now you have Adam, a living soul, living being, one that actually has a soul and a spirit that the Father placed in that flesh that brought it alive. It was just a lump of clay. You know, think of it as if you've ever been to a funeral, the body you see in the casket is what Adam was before the soul and the spirit was placed inside. Verse 8. And Yahuwah Elohim planted a garden in Eden to the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So Elohim planted a garden, and this means, if you look at the Hebrew, it's talking about a hedged around or fenced in a protected place. Elohim put him, put Adam in the protected place, a fenced-in place. Only Adam could go there. Verse 9, And out of the ground Yahuwah Elohim made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food with the tree of life in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we see Elohim provided trees not only for food to eat, but for Adam to take delight when he saw them. You see that? That's what it's saying there in verse 9. So that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. He wanted Adam to enjoy 
his existence in the garden. You see? Adam was going to take delight and when he saw this it was like just spontaneous you know he received the joy just by looking at what was there so you see Adam didn't have to find ways to make himself feel good, be happy, you know, get happy. You understand what it's saying there? Amazing, I've never seen that before. Come along with me as we learn the truth in the scriptures. In other words, the trees would provide Adam with enjoyment as well as food. He did have to eat, but he was going to enjoy while he was eating. Imagine that. But guess what? There was also a test, as there always is, for Adam, who knew nothing except for what he was experiencing from the time he was brought to life, Yahweh, Yahweh gave him instruction and a warning. So, what was the instruction and the warning? There was the tree of life and the tree of death, in other words, which is the ability to know what is good and evil. Verse 15 here in uh, Bereshith chapter 2. And Yahuwah Elohim took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to guard it. Adam had to do something. He wasn't going to be just sitting around and doing nothing. Yahuwah didn't want him just sitting around all day. Mm -mm. That's not the way things go. You see, let's look at 16 and 17. And Yahuwah Elohim commanded the man, saying, Eat of every tree of the garden, but do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that ye eat of it you shall certainly die. So Yahuwah told Adam what, you, what he could eat, Every tree, not just one type of food, but a variety of food. There was only one thing he couldn't do. And he was given the consequences of that action. It's interesting, isn't it? The consequences. So, see, Adam was innocent. He only knew what he knew 
from what he saw, from what Yahuwah had shown him. And now, you see, there's consequences. And the consequences is death, to die, you know, dying. Imagine not knowing what death is and all you know is joy and enjoyment and relaxation and taking it easy and all that good stuff. Having everything provided for you, you only got to go to the tree and get some food. You got to do something, you understand? And, but you had, you know, there was nothing negative, really, except for this one thing. So, guess what? Obviously, Adam knew what death was. We know the story. Adam failed the test and stopped listening to Yahuwah. And because of that... Adam would have to work hard to provide food for himself from now on. The food that Yahuwah had freely provided was taken away. Why? Because Adam listened to someone in the flesh, which was his wife. So he was then carnally minded. As Israel had chosen once in the promised land, they chose the flesh things to eat instead of the spiritual food that Yahuwah had been providing for them for 40 years. So now they had it made. All they had to do was go out and gather the food and bring it back and make food and eat. You understand? Same thing as Adam. Same thing. He, the father provided the food. He said, you got to go out and get the food, obviously. You choose which food you want. I give you all kind of choices. And not only that, when you go to the trees all around you, you're going to enjoy the presence of those trees. And it's going to you know, give you joy. So you don't have to work for it, but you've got joy. You've got the joy, and you eat, and it's good. Everything's good. That was Adam. And Israel, all they had to do was go out and gather the food, and then they came back, and hey, the food's provided for them. They didn't have to worry about anything. But they chose the flesh. Oh, we got some flesh food here. Yahuwah didn't tell us to go eat that flesh food. But, hey, it's here, isn't it? Why don't we go eat it? Same as Adam. So now they had to provide everything again. You understand? He wasn't going to provide for them no more. They were back under the curse. Get it? Brethren, as you see, you have a choice. You have access to the spirit of Yahuwah and 
the logos of Yahuwah, who is the Savior and has shown us the right path, the journey, the spiritual journey to be on. And all you have to do is show up to be useful to the kingdom and be led spiritually. No flesh effort needed. Or, here's your choice. So that's the one side, spiritual journey. All you have to do is show up. And obviously, to follow the leading of the Spirit, which the Spirit will not lead you to do sins. So if you're f sinning in the flesh, you're not being led by the Spirit, just so you know. For all of those people out there that say, I sin all the time and I sin every day. Mm-hmm as a believer or your choice the flesh journey that believers have oh you have a flesh journey you have a choice to follow your flesh or do as some flesh person tells you to do or some denomination or some group and then your time on earth will be hard and difficult as it was for Adam and Israel. From that point on, Adam had to provide for himself when he was removed, divorced from the Garden of Eden and Israel decided to eat flesh things instead of and what was provided in the land by flesh people. Okay? They wanted to do and eat and partake of the things that the flesh people had provided in the land. Understand? They didn't want the spiritual stuff that Yahuwah had been providing for 40 years. So because of that, guess what? They were under the curse again. You, brethren, are you spiritually led so that you get spiritual food, so that your man spiritually grows? your spiritual man now or are you led in the flesh by flesh things on the flesh road with flesh blessings and flesh cursings by the way that you will receive because you are following the flesh. I want to ask you something. Think about it. Did Yahusha get cursed in any way for anything that he did 
did he? Did he get cursed by, you know, the father? Did the father curse Yahusha? Or was Yahusha on the earth always blessed and received what he needed to do spiritual things? That doesn't mean that the road is a piece of cake or easy to do. That doesn't mean that at all. The road is has hardship on it, but that isn't the blessings or cursings of Yahuwah. That's just the way life is. You will have problems. Yes, you will. But your spirit and your flesh man will have what it needs. The flesh, you don't need a lot. And as Yahuwah told us, what you're going to get is food, water, and clothes. That's what your flesh will be provided by the Father. Absolutely. So your flesh man will be provided. That's what Yahuwah had. He, you know, he had. He was provided that so that his flesh body could do the works of the kingdom. But remember, if you choose the flesh journey and wanting flesh blessings and flesh things and, you know, to heap your treasures up here on earth, you know, houses and cars and money and all that stuff, then that's you will get those flesh blessings. But remember, once you're connected and following flesh things and on the flesh journey, you're also going to get connected to the cursings of the flesh. Because guess what? Flesh is sin. It's the enemy of Yahuwah. That's the way it works. Thinking in the flesh is an enemy. It's the opposite of what Yahuwah wants us to do or that Yahusha showed us to do. So the choice is yours. You have free will and you have a test are you going to live spiritually and not provide, you know, have a lot provided for you in the flesh, but enough to survive and do the works of the kingdom? Or are you going to look for the blessings in the flesh and most probably be 
drawn away from the true journey. And guess what? What did Yahusha say about the rich man? It's very difficult, almost impossible, for those with substance, wealth, flesh things, to achieve eternal life. Because flesh is sin. So where are you? Are you on the flesh journey or are you on the spiritual journey? Most groups of believers are on the flesh journey. They sure are. Check out that new series, The Journey, on TalkShoe. We're going to be learning interesting things. And remember, the way to life is narrow and well-worn of hardship. The way to death is broad and wide. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.